Welcome to storage room discussions. Out of the box discussions inside the storage room. My name is Marco. This is episode one, Change or Die. We're here in the storage room right now doing the podcast, having coffee. Just to tell you a backstory a bit. Yesterday I was doing my morning jog, bumped into a very good old friend. We've not seen each other for about 12 years, 12, 13 years. Been pretty close then. Same body, same lifestyle, same exorbitant eating, same drinking, same smoking. Bumped into him yesterday, he looked absolutely good. I was wondering what happened to him. So we went walking, then we decided to have morning coffee. So things I've discovered with him today, um, and he's here with me. Uh, things I discovered with him yesterday, I'd like to share with everyone. So same thing, we're still having our coffee right now. And I'd like to introduce you to this good old friend. His name is Kobe. Kobe? Hi guys, my name is Kobe. Like what Max said, we've known each other for like, you know, a few years now. And we haven't seen each other for the longest time. And I was really surprised when I saw him and we were just kind of walking around the mall and we were talking and, you know, he told me that I lost a lot of weight. It looked very different from the way he remembered me in the past. And he just kept on asking me um, a lot of questions about what I did, what happened and all that. So we did a lot of catch up, um, not only when we were walking around the mall, but you know, during all, and also in our coffee session. And he wanted to do a podcast. And since we already had the talk, um, we decided to just, you know, do it. Actually, I'm, 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 we're having this podcast right now, Cole, because I, something that triggered me yesterday is you said that you had a vlog. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So that was happening. That's happening right now. You still have your YouTube happening. Yes. Yes. Okay. And the good thing about this is just to give a bit of history, Kobe used to report to me. Um, and, you know, how, how do I know him exactly? He used to report to me. He was one of my supervisors. Um, and what I noticed before is every time we'd end a shift, every time we'd um, go out for lunch, every time we'd have snacks together, we were eating the same damn thing. We were drinking after shift. We'd take the same smoke yeah. breaks. We were pretty close with everything. Yeah. Um, our wives at that time were pretty close. Um, she, he had a child. After that, I had a child. So everything was pretty tight-knit we were living in the same condo also and he was one floor above me i was one floor above him he was on the eighth floor then um we were starting both starting out in life and we were pretty exorbitant we'd we'd go out yeah drink binge oh yeah yeah food trip yeah tell us more about that i mean buffets that we used to have yeah, because uh, you know when you're in your twenties, right? You feel like you're like you're Superman, right? Like nothing's gonna nothing's gonna affect you. Like you binge eat or binge drink, and you don't really give a you don't really care. You know what's yeah. gonna happen to you because you don't get sick. You it's know, a who gives a fuck attitude? Right, yeah. right, right. And we used to eat a lot. You know, it doesn't matter if it's in a resto or fast food or just around the corner, you know, we just love to eat, you know. Then and we used to work in a call center. Um, Mackie used to work in a call center too. And uh, 
that was the lifestyle, you know, you eat a lot, you smoke a lot, you drink a lot, and that's just how life was, you know, back then. For people who don't know, BPO lifestyle, we work at night um, because we're servicing other companies um, offshore. So we work at night, so we'd come in maybe around 3 p.m. and work until 1 in the morning. Yeah. So that's conducive for night drinking. Oh yeah. The moment you're out, I, I remember when, when I was new to the company and I was new to the location because I came from the north and then we moved to the south. I was telling him also that, you know, where do we go out for drinks here? And we went to this um, gas station. Yeah. <laughs> and I said, this is so sad because gas station drinking didn't happen in the north. We had 24-hour sizzlings, sizzler restaurants. Yeah, you had like different buffets. Yeah, you had a lot of places where you could go for drinks, right? Yeah. Yeah, but back then in the south, you know, we had a very few of those uh, places in one of the closest uh, drinking joints if you will um, that was really close to the office was a petrol station a gasoline station so right next to it was a convenience store and on top of the convenience store that's where you could drink that's where you could smoke it was totally crazy because it was right next to the gasoline station and you were smoking and we were smoking there yeah, yeah. it's i think we were kind of living on the edge there so yeah, <laughs> that's know. true that's true but that was the only thing that was open 24 hours and that's just giving you a view into the lifestyle that we used to have one in the morning after your shift where you worked already in a high stress area Mm -hmm. and then go out for drinks go home at around 6 in the morning go to sleep when the sun's out which is typically not good sleep if you think about yeah. it but that was normal back then but that was normal back then and we yeah. were 20 somethings and you know it, it was it was a beer in hand then I mean we still have our drinks now but it was a beer in hand then and now we're drinking Great Day Smooth which is yeah. you know one of the better coffees that we've encountered I remember you, you know, in your fridge, you used to, um, you used to have like a stock of beers, right? Yeah. You have like beers in your fridge and, you know, um, I never really, um, I never really had beers, you know, in my fridge back then. I don't know, simply because I wasn't earning that much. <laughs> <laughs> not as much as Mackie back then. Well, I'm not earning still as much as Mackie now, but you know, I can, I can buy beer. It's, it's it's all relative. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, now we 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 try to stock up on um, whiskey because yeah. whiskey has the lowest uh, sugar content. Mm -hmm. um, and beer, we still have beer because you happen to love the refreshing taste of beer. But um, I do have whiskey now um, because I'm 43 and we want to we want to try to save ourselves from a bit of sickness both my parents are diabetes and uh, diabetic and you know this is something that i try to stay away from but there's some foods that you can't you just can't eat without beer especially in, oh, yeah. in the culture that we have we have sisig we have we have chicharron bulaklak which is fried i don't know fried it's like pork skin with like pork meat and it's kind of deep fried and it's crunchy I, and amazing. I think I'm talking about the chicharro. Chicharro bulaklak, I think, is something different, but uh, pretty much the same. Like yeah. deep fried pork parts, 
crisp to perfection, glistening with oil, yeah, that's... lightly salted, amazing with vinegar, and like 500% trans fat. Yeah. <laughs> and we used to have those nights also with with grilled pork bellies. Oh yeah. I know we, we bought about three, four, five pounds of pork bellies. And this was this was just three of us, so technically we I think we had about two pounds each, so maybe six pounds yeah. of pork bellies. We grilled that, get some vinegar, get some beers, and that's all we had. Uh, a friend of ours dropped his, washed, <laughs> washed the gravel off the pork belly, and decided to put it back in the grill because it dropped on the floor. Yeah, I think he was too drunk back then. Yeah, you know, it was like. I, I don't think he was hungry. It was just I think he was just so fucked up, and yeah. he thought it was still good. But you know we had a good laugh out of it because he just picked it up and you know and shoved it in his mouth, and it was like I think the cat good. was tasting it before <laughs> he picked it up. So, I mean we had our benders, we had our, our we had our binges, we had our buffets, but I've seen. I'm just gonna go ahead and jump right into it. I've right now listening to you. And for people who know you and don't know you, right now, I've seen major change. Like, your body is different. Your demeanor is different. I'm still the same aggressive guy, I told you. I'm a little bit aggressive. I'm a little bit maybe crass. But you sound like, with, with all respect to everyone, you sound like a vegan, you know? <laughs> you sound like you've been... You've been given the happy pill already, and you're you're perpetually high. <laughs> I'm just heading out, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, you sound like you've gone to Sagada, which is yeah, a like, place here in the Philippines where you could get your um, golden your golden grass. Yeah, your weed. Your weed. Um, <laughs> but yesterday when I was talking to you, and this was morning, so we had a jog around it. When he said that we were going around the mall, the mall was closed, so it's a perfect place to start jogging. So we were going around the mall, running, walking, and after that, I was talking to you, and I was hyped. My testosterone levels were high, my cortisol levels were high, um, I was energized, and you were the same way, you were energized. We talked yesterday from around 8.30 when we bumped into each other. And we ended the discussions. We had breakfast. We had lunch. And I didn't know it was close to 4 p.m. already. Yeah. And we didn't even have drinks. <laughs> we just had coffee, water, food, chicken, and all. But it was, it was, it was weird that we were all talking. We had, the, the, we had my wife over, who, knew, who knows you also. Um, see, announced to... To some, Kobe is also the God, one of the godfathers of my daughter. So my daughter doesn't even know her, uh, him, but I, I had to tell her, you know, he's one of your godfathers. So um, it's been that long. And to my surprise now, you look amazing. I mean, thank you. forget about the abs because that, I mean, it matters, but it doesn't really, it's not the most fucking urgent thing in the world. Yeah, because when you're 40, it doesn't really matter if you have abs. Exactly. Right? Exactly. I think right now, aesthetically, it doesn't matter how you look. I mean, aesthetically. What matters now is how you feel inside. And yeah. it looks like you feel great, man. 
And I totally agree with you because, you know, when you're in your 20s, you know, aesthetics, you know, really matters, right? Because you're trying to, uh, you're trying to impress people, you're trying to, like, land a date with that, you know, beautiful girl, you know, who's working on the other floor, right? But when you're, but you're in your 40s, right? You're trying to, you're trying to be healthier. I mean, it's all about longevity, you know, you you know, you already have your kids, you want to make sure that you want to live long enough to see that full circle, right? Your kids growing up, getting married, you get to see your grandchildren and all that. But yeah, so I think abs, does it really matter? Like a full chest or a well-defined triceps or biceps or, you know, doesn't really matter. But um, prolonging the life. Yeah, prolonging the life is what matters at the end of the day, right? And... Uh, yeah, so I have a there's a backstory behind that. So it it didn't really happen overnight. Um, I was diagnosed with uh, type two uh, diabetes, and that was like uh, a few months back. Uh, that was back in the end of June. Actually, that was uh, the 29th of June, to be exact. I was confined in. Uh, in one of the hospitals here in the Philippines and I was diagnosed with a facial cellulitis and uh, they had to like extract me one of my tooth but they c couldn't do it because when they did the test prior to extracting my tooth uh, they noticed that my blood sugar was so high it was like 285 and Man. and at the time I was like 250 pounds so I was a lot bigger than I am now uh, right now I'm 185 uh, so, so 250 pounds, that wasn't your weight when we last saw each other, right? You you weren't at 250 pounds when I saw you last. Back then? Yeah. No, I think I was uh, a bit smaller, like, you know, maybe 10 pounds, 20 pounds uh, lighter back then. You looked like you were about 210. Yeah, but, yeah. but you know, as life progressed, you know, you have... I had to. I had a lot of. I had a lot of Starbucks, a lot of donuts, a lot of pasta. You name it. Uh, like what Mac mentioned earlier, you know, it's a very stressful environment, and um, the way I react to stress is to binge eat hmm. and smoke hmm. and drink, and you know, and I gained a lot of pounds in the process. So I was around two hundred fifty pounds. Or maybe a little bit more, you know, when I was diagnosed with uh, diabetes. So when the doctor came back, he told me, hey, you have like, a, you have, you're a full-blown diabetic. Uh, you have a type 2 diabetes. And, you know, we need a doctor to give us like a go signal uh, before they could extract your tooth, before the dentist could extract your tooth. And I was like, I don't really know what I felt back then. But, you know, I felt my, the whole world crashed. Uh, initially, uh, I had no idea what type 2 diabetes is, and I had the doctor explain it to me. But, you know, the way it was explained to me, she said that it was a chronic and progressive disease, so it's like having HIV. It's like there's nothing you can do about it. You're bound to live like a slow and painful life. So eventually, they did amputate my foot, you know, I'll go blind. And it's like a, a slow crawl to your grave in, in so many words. Yeah, it's like 
I felt like a dead man walking, you know, it was like a death sentence. And doctors told me like, you know, there's nothing I can do about it. And you just need to like wrap your head around it, you know, embrace the fact that you're diabetic. And, you know, you're going to die a very slow and painful death, you know. Yeah, let me, let me just interrupt you. So you said that you were eating a lot. So I'm going to yeah. rewind a bit. So you were eating a lot. You were binge eating still. Were you still working in a contact center then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've worked in the contact center for, I mean, yeah, for the longest time. I like my whole, almost my whole career. Okay. So the reason I ask this is one thing I know when I was working in the same environment then is to keep awake. You'd have to snack on things. You'd have to eat some candy. You'd have to open some chips. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, because, you know, people think that, you know, coffee's enough to, like, wake you up. Yeah. But, you know, it's kind Working of... Working at 3 in the morning. Yeah, it's, it's very different. different. story, yeah. It's very different, right? And um, you can't drink coffee for, like, 8 hours, right? And, uh, you know, the best way to stay awake is to put something in your mouth. So it's like bread, candies, you know, whatever, burgers, fries, you know, whatever you could, you know, get your hands on and just shove it in your mouth just to keep on chewing and, you know, stay awake. But yeah, that's the lifestyle. You'd see people having a lot of food on their desk and yeah. that would be normal. I know for most contact centers out there, they would say, you know, food's not allowed on the floor. But, you know, managers and supervisors would understand that, you know, it's not, you know, it's not really practical because people would just fall asleep. Yeah. <laughs> and I think we got, I mean, when you were reporting to me, even, even I was pretty gung-ho about it. So what we'd do is we'd get a, you'd purchase a big mug. Yeah. And inside the mug wasn't coffee. We'd put chips we'd put cheese balls we'd put noodles, noodles even yeah, yeah. noodles we'd put rice toppings on it <laughs> or you'd buy a large fries and shove it in and you know it's it's you'd eat the fries some would even fake drinking it but they're drinking cheetos yeah you know? <laughs> yeah but that was you know uh, it's one of the ways you could smuggle food inside the production floor you know yeah. some guards would be very strict they would tell you not to bring your food inside the floor, to just leave it in your lockers. But, you know, some people just want to stay awake, keep their jobs. They're going to smuggle food inside the floor. They'd be using their mugs. You know those mugs that they sell in Starbucks? You know, yeah. and, and those bigger mugs they sell in, like, the supermarkets? You know, they would buy those and put food inside. So, yeah. And that didn't help also because I remember in one of the contact centers we were working in. I'm not going to say the name. But we had free super sweet iced tea, free juices, Milo, free Milo, for, so free chocolate drink for those who don't know Milo. We had free chocolate drink, which was extremely sweet also. Yeah. We had a three-in-one non-sugar-free option coffee. Um, yeah, all of those were there, right? They were mm. present. We can get it 24-7. You'd fill up. You could drink a whole gallon of juice and no one would mind you'd have orange juice melon juice um whatever juice we'd have we'd have iced tea yeah pineapple and i think the reason for that is because you know you pump a person with a lot of sugar you know you just can't fall asleep 
right? It's insulin. It's insulin to its finest, you know. Yeah. Liquid yeah. energy, I would say. That's right. So I mean, going back, you know, I kind of felt like a uh, uh, dead man walking, because mm -hmm. you know, hearing the doctors say that it was a chronic and progressive disease, it was just too much for me to take. And I remember, you know, I asked the doctor, uh, you know, it's diabetes, and you know, she told me that there were like two types because she said I'm type two and you know I was kind of wondering is there type one type three type four type five how many types are there and she told me there are like only two types you know type one she said those people who cannot produce insulin their pancreas basically cannot spit up insulin so they need to like take insulin regularly and you have like type two people uh, diabetics who has like too much insulin in their blood and that just needs to go down. And she told me that what we're going to do is like, you know, um, give you some insulin and give you some medication. They gave me metformin at the time. And I had to ask her, you know, because that just didn't make sense to me. So I had to ask her. Initially I clarified and I said, you know, type one doesn't produce uh, insulin and you need to pump insulin because they don't have insulin, right? And type two, there's too much insulin and you still need to give more insulin. Mm -hmm. And I told the doctor like, you know, it just doesn't make sense. Why would you give me more insulin if my sickness involves too much insulin in my blood? And so for a layman, that's, that's absolute bull. Yeah, because just mm -hmm. plain bullshit because, you know, just, it just doesn't make sense, you know? And, you know, before you continue, I, I'd like to hear how you feel and how you felt and what was going through your mind. But I'd like to highlight it here also that both of us, um, for all the listeners, both of us aren't of any medical background. Yeah. So whatever we're stating here is just absolutely based on your experience, I think, right? Because I have not experienced it. I mean, both my parents are diabetic and I, I know what they go through. But it's safe to say both of us don't have any idea exactly what's happening with the diabetes or, you know, um, we don't have any medical um, training training to, mm -hmm. to, to state that, you know, this is what I'll do, this is what you'll do. We're just talking from experience. Mm -hmm. And that's a very good point, Mac. And uh, thank you for raising that. So we're not medically trained. We're not doctors. We, you know, the courses we took back in college were business courses, yeah. and we know absolutely nothing about medicine. You know, and doctors out there have trained for years, right? And, and this is why you had to clarify, yeah, what yeah. diabetes was. That's right. That's yeah. right. And the reason I'm saying that, you know, what the doctor told me was a complete bullcrap, because if you just put in a little bit of common sense into what she said, right? I mean, to what the doctor said, I have too much insulin and she wants to pump more insulin in my blood. Mm. And what the fuck was yeah, that? Man? Yeah, in my head, it just doesn't really make sense. You know, I was kind of thinking back then, aren't you supposed to take the insulin out of my system? You know, mm. lower it down, you know, regulate my blood, 
in I completely do not understand how putting more insulin in my body would make me feel better mm-hmm. and <clears throat> and it makes sense your question makes sense for someone who's not trained and someone I assume and I'd like to ask you that I mean I assume you just went into a dark cave and your thought process probably was you know I'd like to hear more about that but <clears throat> you're thought process was probably what the hell are you saying to me you know <laughs> yeah because it, it just completely doesn't make sense for example um, let's say someone got an infection in their foot right and they got a gangrene right the infection was so bad you know they couldn't save the foot and the infection has a very good chance of spreading all throughout the body so what the doctor would do even if I'm not medically trained I would understand if the doctor would recommend, you know, let's amputate the foot mm. and save the rest of the body. Mm. That makes sense, right? Taking out the... Like a rattlesnake bite, you know? Yeah, that's right. That's right. But, you know, what that doctor told me, and, you know, I respect that doctor, don't get me wrong, I have nothing against her, but it just completely doesn't make sense to me. And, of course, I never told her what I felt about it. And because I was in a state of shock at the time and she was explaining it. So when she stepped out uh, of the room, uh, I immediately grabbed my phone and I just went online and I just read as many articles out there uh, that I could possibly can as humanly possible and watched a lot of videos around the topic because because I only have I only have two options right now as a diabetic. It's either I get better or I die. You know, a lot of people, I mean, most people have a lot of options in life. Mm -hmm. But for diabetics, you know, you only have two options. It's either you you live a healthy lifestyle, right? Or you rot. I mean... Slowly. Slowly. slowly, I mean, literally rot, Mm -hmm. right? So there. Okay. So... You told me, um, let me circle back. You told me, so the moment you you started to hear the news, the doctor stepped out of the room, gave you some time to really feel that, to really absorb what was being said yeah. to you. And then you started researching. Mm-hmm. So I'd like to find out, you know, um, what was that? You know, what, what, where did you start going for that research? And um, I'm sure that was a quick one, two, three, research of things like, what the hell are you saying to me? If somebody told me the same thing, I'd be, it's as easy as when you're buying sneakers, right? Yeah. You you, you suddenly just open an app and check out the market price. So what you were doing is probably doing a second opinion in WebMD or something like that, right? Mm, that's right, that's right. And uh, yeah, so I went to um, the first website that I landed on was like the American Diabetes uh, Association. Diabetic Association? Diabetic Association, yeah, yeah, ADA. And pretty much they were telling me the the same thing. And um, they were recommending, you know, a certain number of carbs that you need to take, you know, the number of fats and how much protein you should eat, you know, um, on a daily basis if you're a diabetic, right? And... Now, again, I'm not medically trained, but I know for a fact that carbs would turn into sugar if mm-hmm. I ingest it. And that's why you started saying carbs, right? Yeah. Rather than sugar. Because <laughs> I would think off the bat, you'd stop eating 
chocolates. He'd stop eating donuts. What before we go there? Were you at any point a fan of those sweet treats? Where did you have a sweet tooth? Yes, yes. So anyone who knows me uh, knows for a fact that I have a sweet tooth. Mm. Uh, you know, I love donuts. You know, um, any type of donut. You know, I love bread. You know, I love pasta. Rice is something I couldn't live with. Rice is something we can't live with. Yeah. Out. Yes. You know? you know, as Filipinos, you know, you just can't live without rice. And uh, maybe also because we're Asian, you know, a lot of Asian countries, you know, love rice. And um, for, Philippi- for Filipinos, we eat rice like three times a day. So we have it for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And that's how life is for the longest time. So... A rice staple food like mashed potatoes in the U.S., right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, chocolates are are very common in my in my fridge. You know, <laughs> like Starbucks is like a um, like water. Yeah, not like water, but like it's part of my daily routine. You know, okay. when you get to the office, you know, you go to the nearest Starbucks and you just grab yourself I grab myself a, a frap or whatever coffee they have you know if I have some extra budget I would grab some pastries as well so yes so telling me that I can't eat any more sweets it's like damn that was that was that was difficult it was very difficult for me to wrap my head around that thought because you're taking away the only thing one of the things that makes me happy on a daily basis and it was it was really difficult was there a need well before i jump into that because we're gonna get taken to the whole discussion but i just want to highlight because you kind of mentioned starbucks three times already yeah because and, i love it I love yeah ah, okay so with, with all due respect to Starbucks, if any of you guys are listening, we love your coffee. Oh, yeah. I, and you do have an option for sugar-free. Um, but he, this guy that I'm talking to right now it doesn't have the concept of sugar-free. When I met him before, there was no option for sugar-free. When I was having a diet soda, he would have the full-on sugar. Mm-hmm. If he'd have, let's say, a boba tea... He'd go 100% sugar. I'd go 75%. He had zero concept of this. So Starbucks, kudos to you and your coffee still. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe you'd like to come out with um, a Baraco Rose, which <laughs> is uh, Filipino-based. But kudos to you and your coffee with no with no uh, ill, you know. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I mean, to piggyback on that, you know, Starbucks, I love you. I still love you, even though I... Don't buy any of your crops. Yeah, any of your fraps anymore, or any of your products anymore. I mean, coffee, uh, for that matter, because uh, I just can't. But you know, still go there. You know, like this morning before we went to Mackie's place. You know, I bought my kids a frap and and donuts, and they just love it, right? But for me, it just doesn't work. How about black coffee? I mean, you yeah. are uh, you're you're good for black coffee still. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good with black coffee. Uh, it's just that um, I just don't go to Starbucks anymore because uh, the reason for that is because I'm just trying to avoid temptation. Yeah. yeah so yeah. it's it's not there's nothing wrong with Starbucks. Starbucks, I think, is the one of the best gift that God gave us. But you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
We just wanted to highlight that. Yeah. So, um, so you said, or you, do you want to take a break, or do you wanna do you wanna carry on? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, do you wanna? Okay, I think we we take a five minute break and then we'll get to the next question. I think I'll tell you the next question because you did say that before you had to ingest all this sugar mm -hmm. because you needed to feel happy. Yeah. And I'd like to find out. And energized. And energized, okay. Is there any reason why you wanted to feel happy and energized? And, or, or is it just general? If it's just general, it's okay. Um, but we'll take a five-minuter. Mm -hmm. And uh, we'll just get some, some more black coffee. So both of us are using black coffee right now. Yeah, and I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we'll, we'll just get black coffee and then come back. All right. We're back. Part two of the podcast. Um, we started doing it. We wanted to do it about 30-minute interval because one, for safety's sake, might get corrupted. Two, it's easier digestible. Three, we have to go for a coffee and smoke break. So this is part two. Um, welcome back again. Um, uh, this is storage room discussions. We are in a storage room and I'm talking to Kobe. He was talking about his experience as a newly minted diabetic. <laughs> um, the last question I had was, uh, how, why did you feel that you needed to ingest so much sugar? Were you in a place that was in a dark place, in a, in a, in a place where you needed that insulin spike, where you needed that energy spike? I know you talked about having a bit of energy or... Mm -hmm. The, the keynote that I heard from you is you eat sugar because you wanted to feel happy. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <clears throat> well, basically, I was in a dark place uh, at the time, so my, my marriage just went down the drain. Mm -hmm. And, you know, binge eating and putting a lot of sugar in my system, you know, was a form of a coping mechanism for me. Mm -hmm. you know, it made me feel a lot better. You know, it made me feel a lot better about myself. And you know, I don't, I don't do drugs. You know, and I don't gamble. Yeah, I drink, but I don't want to be. <clears throat> I don't want to be an alcoholic. You know, I just you know I just went into eating a lot of food. You know, eating a lot of sugar and. That's how I kept my sanity intact. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, you said that you were your marriage just fell apart. Um, yeah. And I heard about this. I'm not. Uh, we weren't. We weren't exactly seeing each other then yeah. as friends, and we weren't hanging out that much anymore. And there was a lot that happened also between us. Uh, this is neither here nor there, past is past, but. I'm just concerned. What support did you have during that time? Because normally, news like this, an anvil of bad news that gets dropped on you like this, who was your support system then? Uh, support system, you know, I only have my daughter uh, at the time, and she was fairly young. Mm -hmm. And when something like this happens to you, you know, you wanted to talk to someone about this but it's not something I'm really proud of you know 
and I don't want to grab people and pull them on the side and just talk to them about my failed relationship with my wife. And I found that, you know, just eating food put you know, places me for well takes me from a very dark place to a more happier and lighter place. Mm-hmm. You know, support system per se only had my daughter because I knew that I need to be there for her because she was so young at the time mm-hmm. and I need to keep my nine to five, you know, my, my day job or night job for that matter because I work in a BPO and at the same time not plunge into any serious form of addiction because eating too much food, you know, ingesting too much sugar. To me, it wasn't addiction. To me, it was simply eating. Yeah. And my perception at the time, it was just normal, right? It's not like you're drinking alcohol like 24-7 or doing drugs every other day. And I felt it was the lesser evil. Mm. But now if you ask me, ingesting too much food or ingesting too much sugar, right now I look at it as an addiction. Mm-hmm. But back in the day when I was in this very dark place, I never really thought about that. It was, to me, it was just normal. And I thought it was, it was a lot better than doing anything else like, you know, alcohol or drugs. And you're right to say that. I did read it in an article. People, human beings are born. Even in the womb, they're already addicted to sugar. Mm-hmm. Sugar is an addiction from the onset, even before birth. Um, I forgot who wrote that article, or I saw it in Pinterest or something like that. But it, it, there, I'm not quoting this as a fact, but I did see it in an article that humans are naturally addicted to sugar. Um, and that, by quoting that, that's an addiction itself. Um, but you didn't want to consider it because the sugar was the lesser evil yeah. versus alcohol and drugs. It was, it was. Yeah. And you were in a dark place. So definitely, you know, I, you had to latch on to something. And I, I asked about support system. And just to, to sum up what you're saying, I don't think you had a support system, but you had a reason. So the reason why you wanted to live you were saying your daughter, but you couldn't talk to your daughter. Your daughter was fairly young. Um, but you had that reason to live. Not, you had the reason to have your nine to five back. Because you could have easily slumped and said, you know what, let me just be job at the hut and uh-huh. wait to die. Um, but it was more of a reason than a support system. Am I right to quote that? Yeah, it was more of a purpose. Oh, yeah, exactly. Purpose, not yeah. a reason. More of a purpose. Yeah, so I never really had a choice, you know, being a dad, being a single dad for that matter. Mm. And you have this sense of purpose, especially if you have a child, right? And a lot of people, when they encounter um, some challenges, some adversities in life, you know, they just quit. A lot of people just you know, move forward. Some people would look for a support system. 
and some people you know like soldiers they would just take the hit and just keep moving forward because they know at the end of the day they have a certain purpose and objective why they need to do this so i felt at the time that i was like a soldier i took a hit a major hit in life mm. it was but, a bazooka man yeah <laughs> yeah i was like blown away in a bad way mm. but i have i have girls i have I had my I have my daughters mm-hmm. and they have to eat they have to go to school I need to put food on the table every day I need to put you know light inside my power house yeah, electricity. power electricity you know yeah. all those good stuff and you know it just kept me kept me um, motivated in in a sense that you know it kept me moving forward but of course the pain is still there so did you have any resentment? Did you have any like to the world? Did you feel like, why the fuck me? You know? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's seven billion people globally, and it could have been anyone, right? And initially, initially my reaction was, why me? <laughs> They're like. 7 billion people in the world, it could have happened to anyone, but why me? I've been pretty much a straight arrow, never did anything wrong, like, you know, like a crime or something. And I'm not a, I'm not really a bad person. And I don't really understand why this happened to me. Then eventually I realized, you know, bad things happen to good people and it is what it is. Exactly. So it's more acceptance. Yeah, it's more of an acceptance than anything else. You you don't want to blame other people because you were something bad happened to you. It's just life, right? I mean, good things happen, bad things happen, and it is what it is. You know, you remember when you were reporting to me, this was one of the things I used to tell you. Whatever you do, whatever you have now is a result of your past you. Mm-hmm. Whatever you have in your future is a result of your present. So what you did 10 seconds ago, if I kick you in the face now and you fight back and we, we, we fight, that's because 10 seconds ago, I just kicked your face, mm-hmm. you know? So it's a decision that you made. Um, and I'm guilty of that personally. I, I've still not made the decision to... To do whatever you're doing and we'll get to that as you know that's the next topic that I'd like to cover but I agree with you you know there's no one else to blame um, damn it media is showing cheeseburgers with upsized fries with upsized everything you know you have your Starbucks, you ha- you mentioned Starbucks. Yeah. You have your Starbucks with toffee nut, yeah. nut lattes, and you have your your cakes that are absolutely awesome. Thank I don't know if Dunkin' Donuts <laughs> they blow the scent out when you walk past it that you can mm. smell the sugar and the dough, and it's so good. Mm-hmm. But it's not anyone's fault. It's your decision. That's why there's a door. <laughs> you know? That's why there's a door. You, you either pull it and go in, or you push it and go in, 
or you walk past it. And this is something that I like to highlight. I was talking to you yesterday. You were caught in a in a crossroad because at 40 years old, you were talking about egg pie. And oh yeah, you've yeah, never yeah. had egg pie in your life. And then three months before getting sick, you've ingested and tasted your first egg pie. Yeah. And you found it awesome. Oh yeah. And what I admire about you is the way that you said that, you know, because I said when I was doing keto then, my kryptonite, and I didn't like nachos that much, but my kryptonite was nachos. And you said, that happens. Because you don't like egg, egg pie, but three months or three weeks prior to getting sick, you've had your first egg pie and you couldn't get enough of it. And you had to fight that urge yesterday. Mm. Or, I mean, you've been fighting that urge and the big hurry is two doors down. <laughs> and it was an easy, easy feat to just go and buy your egg pie. But you conquered that. Mm. Well... Hell, I've been fighting that um, that temptation this morning. Again, yeah, <laughs> I still wanted to have those egg pies. But going back to what you said earlier, you know, I agree with you. Everything in life is consequential. Mm -hmm. Like you do something good, something good happens to you. You do something bad, something bad happens to you. It's all a matter of choice, and I know for a fact. That if I go two doors up down the road and go to that bakery shop and buy those pies that I so love, those pies that I'm craving for for like a week now, uh. I know that's going to have like some serious ill effect in my blood sugar. Uh. Uh. And I'm just not willing to do the trade off. I'm not willing to, you know, go for uh, like two minutes or let's say five minutes of sugar bliss if you may I'm not sure if there's such a term but you know like I'm not willing to trade like five minutes five minutes of pleasure over my life yeah <laughs> exactly and actually I was listening to yesterday when I was walking I was listening to the 48 laws of power um and actually, it's a, it's a Machiavellian thing mm. um, where, I, I don't know if I have this correct, but one of his concepts is sometimes you have to take a look at things versus their reward. I think if there's a society right now that tells us that, you know, it, it's entitlement. So what is my reward with him? What's in it for me? And really, sometimes, if you go back to history, you don't just count the rewards. You know, I'm going to have my egg pie, you know, God damn, I worked and I've, I've, uh, I've, I've toiled with my diet and I've kept my blood sugar way down. And right now, I'm just going to have one egg pie because it's my reward. But actually, you shouldn't be counting your reward. What you should be counting is what would it cost? What's the cost of what you're going to do? You know, what is it going to cost? Is it going to cost your spike in blood sugar? That's where you do your risk versus reward. Mm -hmm. You know, because people tend to say, hey, I did this. I'll reward myself with this. I did this. I'll reward myself with this. This is something I deserve. But at what cost? Mm -hmm. 
exactly what you're saying. You weighed that risk. And right now, that was very adulting of you to say, you know, the cost doesn't equate to the reward. That is very, very true. And if you're a diabetic like myself, it's a constant battle mm. of turning away from the things that you love. Yeah. You're a type 2 diabetic uh, simply because you love food, like me. So chances are you're a foodie, like me. And turning away from those pasta, from those cakes, from those pastries is a battle in itself. And it's something you need to deal with every single day. And I agree with you, you know, if you think about what it's going to cost you when you ingest these food, it may come up, well, you may have second thoughts yeah. before buying them. And I, I respect you for that now, Kobe, because I've never known you to have good control. Um, you know, I, I, you reported to me, I've never known you to have good control. And I applaud you for now having that control. Um, you look like someone who's in control of your body, in control of your life. And kudos to you, man. Congratulations, because you Thank look you. like you're in better control. I'm going to go to the question right away, which I think everyone is waiting for. So let's start with that's the shit that you've been dealt with. That's, those are the cards that you have now. What do you do? What did you do and what are you doing? Right now, I'm into a low-carb slash no-carb diet and I'm doing some intermittent fasting. Thank you for saying that I have a lot of control right now with my body and in my life. Thank you very much. But that's all because of the little things I've been doing every day. Like fasting helps you, helps you with your control. Yeah. Because when you fast, it's not something that you, you know, it's not like you need to do something. It's the complete opposite. You, you need, you have to do, well, it's not a want, but a need. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. That's true. When you're fasting, you, you can't eat. And you need to control yourself from going to your kitchen or going to uh, some restaurant or fast food chain just to eat. You need some level of control. And also, uh, meditating mm. helped me with, um, with control. Yeah. State of mind, huh? Yeah, because sitting in one place for like half an hour to an hour, trying to think of nothing and just focusing on your breath, believe it or not, takes a huge amount of control. You may think it's easy to just sit in your room and just breathe, but it's very difficult. I'm telling you, it's very difficult. I had... I had some challenges doing that the first few weeks before I got the hang of it. But that helped me with uh, control. So low-carb diet is something that I'm doing right now. It's really, really good. So low-carb is good. No carbs is better. So it really helps me control my insulin. It 
brought my insulin down so constantly my insulin is very very low before I used to do a 16-8 method wherein uh, I don't eat for 16 hours that includes sleeping and I only eat for I only eat for like eight hours but now I'm doing OMAD I only eat once a day for mm. five days and then I go for a 16-8 for two days so most you know most of the time it's over the weekends because I just want to spend time with my kids I want to be able to enjoy dinner with them without any restrictions you know like telling my kids that you know I can't eat because I'm fasting and that's you know the time of the week where we get to sit around the table and just talk as a family because both of my kids are grown up now they're busy with work they're busy with school <coughs> and I want to just sit around the table and talk to them about how things are how things are going with their life and mm -hmm. I guess every dad every parent out there would be really interested to know yeah. what their kids are up to right and yeah. they don't want to sit at the dinner table not eating anything because they're fasting okay that's true that's true um so that giveaway um carbs turns into glucose and glucose is sugar mm -hmm. but you said you're um you're no carbs so <coughs> excuse me definitely no rice no bread no sugar no pasta. viewable sugar no pasta no nothing mm. so is this all veggies and uh, meat um pork beef chicken fish and then vegetables initially i started off with uh some vegetables mm -hmm. and meat obviously and I figured as I was going through the process, there were some vegetables that weren't really good for me, like potatoes would spike my blood sugar, corn mm. would spike my blood sugar, basically starchy vegetables would spike. The carrots and all that. Yeah. yeah, all those good stuff. So I stuck with leafy greens uh -huh. and for protein, I go for fish, beef, pork, chicken, and I use a lot of fat like butter. I would eat like avocados, eggs, um, those good stuff. Uh, I started with that and eventually I took out my vegetables. Mm, that, this is interesting. Okay. Yeah. So that's why I was giggling when you told me I sounded like a vegan because I don't really eat vegetables. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so no veggies. No veggies at all. So I stick with uh, beef pork, chicken, eggs, uh, eggs, okay, cheese. Because you know, they say eggs before you skip the yolk and everything. So bullshit with that. Yeah, that's pretty much uh, bullcrap. Yeah. There's no... In your opinion, yeah. In your opinion, right? No, this is a fact. There's no study out there, a concrete study, that egg is bad for you. So someone in the past, like a few decades ago, demonized eggs, uh -huh. that they're really bad for your health. It's going to cause you like a heart attack. It would jack up your cholesterol level. But there's, if you go online, don't take my word for it. Go to Google, research it. 
uh, for yourself but you won't find I guarantee 110% you won't find any study conducted by anyone globally that egg is bad for you and egg would give you a heart attack so egg basically is a perfect food so you have like your protein your fat there and keeps you satiated you know keeps you feel full okay and when you're fasting that's very important you know eat you only eat for eight hours and you you have to fast for like 16 and foods like egg and butter would really help you get through that fasting phase okay okay Mm-hmm. All right, so egg, one of the myths that we heard is egg is bad for you, um, causes heart attack, yeah. cholesterol levels spike up and everything, but you, you told me you had yourself checked and everything is okay? Yep, everything everything is down, so my triglycerides are good, my BP, my blood pressure, I used to have like 180 over, uh, 180 over, uh, 180 is oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. You're 80 over 120, I think, if I'm not mistaken. 120 over 80? 120 over 80, sorry. 120 over 80. But that's that's regular because I, I. That's that's regular. Yeah. But when I went for a um, pre employment uh, medical because I just transferred companies. So what happened was uh, when I got there, so I parked and I went to the clinic and it was. The, the parking lot was kind of, it had a good distance between the parking lot and the clinic because the clinic was inside the mall. So I had to, it was a 15 minute walk. Mm, wow, okay. And when I got there, no one was in the clinic. And the nurse was like, all right, you're up. We'll go ahead and test you. We'll check your vitals. And BP was the first one they checked. Yeah. And we all know that if you just came from an activity, even a simple activity like walking and you have your BP check, your blood pressure check. Your heart, your heart rate raises, yeah. the BP raises, yeah. Mm. But for me, it was very low, it was not really really low, it was, I was at 120 over 70. Oh, so that's really good. That's really good. Because yeah. I averaged 140, 150 over 90. Wow, that's, yeah, yeah that's. And I, I take my, my medications already. Wow. Yeah. So I don't have any medication, any maintenance medication for high blood pressure. How about your diabetes? Do you take now or with your new lifestyle? I wouldn't call it a diet, but with your new lifestyle, would it, do you still consume um, or ingest or whatever? How do you inject mm, um, insulin? Yeah. That's a very good question. Um, when I... When I got out of the hospital, so I took the medication for like a few days. Not the insulin, I took the metformin. But when I was researching through the topic, I encountered uh, people like David Pollack. Um, he's a YouTuber who's advocating for a low-carb diet for diabetics. And Dr. Jason Fung, who's a Canadian nephrologist who's advocating for fasting, and low-carb diet for diabetics like myself and he mentioned this book and 
a lot of his talks that diabetes is a dietary disease. Mm. Since it's a dietary disease, it doesn't get treated with drugs. It's just a change of lifestyle. And when I read that, it just made a lot of sense to me. Because you can't run run away from a bad diet. Yeah. Right? And drugs won't help me do that. So I just quit taking metformin. I never took insulin. And I just went on fasting and I went on a low-carb diet. Lo and behold, you know, a few days later when I checked my fasting blood sugar, it started to go down. Mm. And I never really tried losing weight. It wasn't the... So it wasn't this the one goal. is a side effect of... This is a side effect. The goal was for me to regulate my blood sugar, not to lose weight or not to look like a supermodel or what have you. That's you not going to happen. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's <laughs> not going to happen anyways. But, you know, the goal was for me to regulate my blood sugar and losing weight was the side effect because, as you know, type 2 diabetes is brought about by overweight, by obesity. Mm. So you lose weight. I'm on my way to that. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I'm, not, I'm, I'm already there. Actually, maybe I'm the mayor of uh, obesity town now. So. <laughs> so. Yeah, so there. So I lost, I lost weight in the, in the process, but never really took um, medicine, you know, after, after a few days and never looked back. Do you still have your insulin shot? I mean, is it still with you? I'm pretty sure it's already expired. It's in, it's in the drawer somewhere in the house. So you never used it? I never used it. Okay, but you, you started improving your blood sugar. Yeah, because like what I told you earlier, it just doesn't make sense. I'm type 2 diabetic. I have too much insulin in my blood. Why the hell would you pump more insulin in my blood if I have too much of it already, right? Makes sense. Makes sense to me. So you mentioned two resources, Jason Fung and... David this, Pollock. David Pollock. Okay. Um, and this helped you a lot. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, did you read a book? I mean, you said YouTube, but it was is there a book that people can probably read or watch or whatever? Mm-hmm. Um, maybe you'd like to highlight that? I have a... I read a lot of articles online about type 2 diabetes, but the reference that or the books that I read that really made sense to me were the books that was written by Jason Fung. I read three of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, one is uh, The Diabetes Code. Mm-hmm. Two is The obes- Obesity Code. And the third one is The Complete Guide to Fasting. Oh, awesome. Okay. And those books really helped me understand what my disease was, what happens on a molecular level, mm-hmm and uh, how to reverse type 2 diabetes. I know some people would, you know, would, would tell me that that's complete bull, that you can't reverse type 2 diabetes, but I'm telling you right now, type 2 diabetes is something you could reverse. It's not a chronic and progressive disease. You just need to make some changes in your lifestyle because right now, I'm a pre-diabetic. Before I was a full-blown stage two. Yeah, stage two, and I went from that to pre-diabetic, and I'm very close to not uh, being a diabetic. Not being a diabetic. Not be not being a diabetic at all. 
last week the average uh, blood sugar that uh, I had was 98.99 and that's a normal blood sugar for a normal person who doesn't have a diabetes okay. so that was really good so I'm telling you right now it's um, it's completely reversible you just need to make some certain changes with your diet because like what I mentioned earlier you can't run away from a bad diet okay all right that's awesome sorry I, I you kind of lost me there because there's a lot of music a lot of sound going around but um, all right I, I, I hear you I hear what you're saying and I, I I'm taking your word for it because you're right people might say you know this guy doesn't know what he's talking about but actually he does if it were me talking about this and I was talking about intermittent fasting I was doing intermittent fasting and then I wasn't and I was doing intermittent fasting and then I wasn't so sorry about that um, we had to cut really quickly abruptly because um, you have your car keys or house keys <laughs> house keys yeah and your daughter is waiting for you at home so this we'll, we'll, we'll quickly wrap this up anyway we're, we're at that point already but what, what I'm saying is so I did it I tried it it was effective for me for losing weight but donuts won I, 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 I <laughs> fell off the that. wagon yeah and then I'm gonna try it again because listening to you someone might say you know he doesn't know what he's talking about but actually he does because Kobe here is a diabetic you know it's, it's hard to say this is my experience as a diabetic or this is my pre-experience so I won't be a diabetic this is a guy who reversed it or is in the process of reversing it and that's why I find it interesting first podcast ever and that's the reason why I'm trying this is because I, I wanted to bring you in as my first podcast because this marks my first trial again <laughs> so this marks my change of lifestyle my wife's been telling me to do this and I want to do it you know um, I want to do it this time like what I said bit of backstory on me both my parents are diabetic my mom just suffered a stroke my dad had a quadruple bypass um, so he's his heart has been opened already um, and that's why I run and that's why I walk and that's why I box and that's why I do all that stuff and it's not it's not your body power it doesn't show you that you're healthy you were talking to me about it yesterday you saw a bodybuilder who was injecting insulin yeah on YouTube yeah. yeah this guy looks very healthy muscles all over his body and he's type 2 diabetic yeah you know if you look at the guy you wouldn't it wouldn't even cross your mind that this guy is sick that this guy is a diabetic because he doesn't look like it he looks like a bodybuilder and he's injecting himself with insulin blurred vision and all that but you know really good body yeah so yeah exactly you think what the hell that's impossible but you see like a fatty like us I mean we're still we, we still don't have abs and all shit like, yeah you'd see someone like us and say you know that guy is probably sick but you see someone like that and that guy is probably in the pink of health but no you know debunk the myths energy wise I just want to ask how's your energy 
That's a very good question. So our body runs on two things, sugar and fat. Right now, my body is fat ad uh, adapted. Mm. I run on fat. I have a lot of energy right now. Sometimes I'm, I'm struggling with it, uh, especially when it's time to go to sleep. You know, some people feel tired when they get home. There's no more energy left because you just had a long day or you had to deal with bad traffic like here in the Philippines. We're in Manila right now and traffic here is just terrible and you just feel tired when you get home but it's the complete opposite for me because my body runs on fat not sugar so i don't feel any crashes sometimes i need to force myself to go to sleep i feel like an energizer bunny mm. <laughs> on steroids <laughs> <laughs> so it's a natural high it's a natural high i feel a lot lighter i have a lot of energy i have a clear head right now yeah it helps me with work because i don't need to think about food all the time i just get to focus on on what i'm doing the only time that i would get out of my desk is if i feel i want to smoke mm. something that we can't we're trying to get rid of yeah mostly. we're trying to get rid of it but we don't want to be um hypocrites here so we still have bad habits yeah. smoking is one of them um we're trying to quit that bad habit but right now as a daily routine I only get out of my desk for three reasons one I need to go to the restroom and do my business two there's a meeting and three if I need to smoke and that's it <laughs> awesome so let me issue this as a challenge to me um, we're gonna have our website up soon um, right now we still don't have the website but I'm gonna take a picture of me exactly today and I'm gonna try your diet I'm gonna sorry I'm gonna try your lifestyle um, and you said four months things happen for you I'm gonna do my vitals also check my BP and all that um, I can't I don't want to check my blood sugar because I'm not diabetic as of the moment um, so good for good Good or I you. think I think I'm not diabetic. Um, I'm 42, so maybe I don't want to know. <laughs> um, so if I can reverse something, I don't know that's there. It never existed. So yeah, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do that. Uh, let, let me issue a challenge. Uh, Forty four months after. Sorry, four months after. I'll meet up with you again. Let's see if I fall off the wagon. It's, I don't want this to be like that corny new year, new me kind of thing. Um, but let this be episode one podcast, change or die. So I choose option one, which is change two. And mm. we'll do the same thing with my family. So change or die. I don't want to die. <laughs> I got a two-year-old kid, a three-year-old kid. Sorry, I got a three-year-old kid and an 11-year-old kid as well. Um... I think the only option, and I like what you how you put it, it's change or die, man. Yeah, and it's all about longevity right now, especially yeah. for the kids. And I wish all the best. I wish all the best. I hope you don't fall off the wagon. And don't get me wrong, it's not an easy thing to do. I mean, you've been into this lifestyle for like... All your life, man. Yeah, 40 years, right? Yeah. 
and it's not going to happen overnight. Uh, there would be some challenges. There would be some struggles. And at the at the onset, you know, when you're starting to like fast and do the low carb keto diet, it's not going to be easy. But it's worth it, you know, when you kind of shed off the weight, you feel lighter and all that. And it's going to be different. And also, I just want to add, uh, fasting has a lot of benefits. First, it's simple. Yeah. All you need to do is not eat. Right? Correct. It's free. You don't need to spend anything. That's right. That's right. This. That's, I think that's one of the myths also. It's expensive, right? Right, right. But it's free. Fasting, at least. Low-carb diet is also not that expensive. You know, some people buy some fancy things when they're doing keto and doing low-carb. But it was never my reality. It was never true for me. You just keep it simple, man. I just kept it simple. Never really had a major impact in my budget in terms of food. And I just really kept it simple. And... Lastly, it's uh, very flexible, you know. Fasting is very flexible. Um, you fast now, you feed later. If you can't do it now, then it's perfectly fine. You can do it later or tomorrow, yeah. if you will. You know, it's not something like a diet that you need to consistently follow. That's why, you know, it's very sustainable. It's just a matter of having the, the, the right mindset and, you know, making sure that your heart is in the right place when you start doing this. Because yeah. the challenge actually is not in doing the deed, you know, like fasting and going in low carb. It's, you know, the, the battle is in your head. That's, you know, it's get wrapping your head around the fact that you need to do this. That's where the main struggle is. All right. Well, uh, I agree with you. To end the note, I agree with you. It's simple. There's some apps online that you can check. One, uh, one I use one, mm-hmm. um, where you can time your fasts and it alerts you when you should stop eating and when you should start eating. You probably do the sixteen and eight. Um, we'll I'll start doing that. But overall, man, this is I, I don't plan to lose weight. Uh, my my plan is to again what you said the key is longevity yeah you know to live and it, and if if the side effect is I lose weight then hell yeah um, I know you said that you don't exercise we were talking yesterday I know we can't go into much detail now but you don't exercise that much I don't exercise that much uh, but I love activity I love walking I, I still box um, so I'm gonna try to put that in there um, I was telling you about the Murph also I, I tried doing that I was able to mm. do that that whole thing um, we'll try to do that together also because you live so near mm-hmm. um, so we not not immediately but um, we'll try to do that uh, and then we'll show some pictures of what happens to us uh, yeah I mean this is a journey that I'll start today um, if you fall off the wagon this is something that my wife said if you do fall off the wagon don't treat it as if you've fallen off completely get up get back on the wagon um, you can, cause I mean, you're, you're trying this out. It's not a lifestyle for you yet. 40 years of your lifestyle was different. Fall off the wagon, um, and get back up. 
You know, you, you suddenly eat a donut, eat that, you got that donut, you ate it. That doesn't mean shit, I ate the donut, I'm gonna stop doing this whole thing forever. No, you ate the donut today, tomorrow you fast again. That's how you do it, I think, in my view. Especially me, choice is still there. For you, choice isn't there. Um, but me, I'm not gonna fall off the wagon. I'm gonna try not to fall off the wagon. I'm just human. But if I do fall off, I'm gonna promise to get back up the wagon and say, you know what, yesterday I fucked up. Today, let me get back into my own groove again. Um, but I thank you for being here, man. Thank you for having me. I know Thanks. it's Sunday, um, and we are looking at, for people who, who just listened to it and enjoyed it, I'm looking to make other podcasts, and it's not just all about diet. It's talking to interesting people, talking to people who are doing different things in their business, um, different lifestyles. Um, maybe I'll do some monologues myself, um, talk about things that I find interesting. So yeah, I mean, I hope you start subscribing and I hope you hit that subscribe button. Um, and we'll try to keep it a little bit more shorter next time. Or if you want it longer, then let me know. But yeah, that's it. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Have a good Sunday. Kobe, thank you for being here again. You too. Goodbye. Bye, guys.